0: My name is Brad Kendall. I'm the lead pastor here. Uh, We will be doing Q&A after the message, so if you have a question, you can fire that question to that number, text it to that number, or else you can fill out an Ask Pastor Brad card and send it to the front uh, as we move through the message. Let's pray before we get going. Holy God, we are grateful that we do not walk into this time alone. We have uh, your supernatural presence And we have your love in your supernatural presence that wants to open our eyes, that wants to lead us and guide us. We pray, holy God, that you would open our eyes to see your leadership, uh, open our ears to hear your word in ways that impact us and affect us so that the way we live our lives is conformed to the likeness and the ways of Christ. In your name we pray, amen. All right, today I have such a simple message. Oh my goodness, you're just going to be so glad. It is so simple. You're going to get to lunch. You're going to say, honey, that was so simple. Friend, that was so simple. We can do that. Now, to give you this simple message, uh, I had to create a plan to deliver this message. Now, isn't that interesting? Often we think, Simplicity is born out of being unplanned. It's more born out of, like, spontaneousness, right? And does that really work? I'm going to lose 10 pounds. Oh, that's great. What's your plan? I don't have a plan. I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to eat smart. That's your plan? Yep. I'm going to keep it simple, okay? Is that really going to work? Or how about this? Uh, I'm going to get in shape. Yep. Finally going to get in shape. Really? Okay, what's the plan? Yeah, keeping it simple. Just going for it. Well, is that really going to work? Uh, how about this? Um, I'm going to become a singer-songwriter. Yeah. I've always wanted to become a singer-songwriter. Always wanted to learn how to play guitar. Yeah. What's your plan? Eh, I'm just going for it. I'm gonna keep it simple. This is the song that I'm making up right now about simplicity. I'm just going for it. No need to worry. Just open it up. See? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. This this simple way really is not the unplanned way, is it? Now, think about this in the context of generosity. I'll bet, come on, even if if you're an atheist and you're here this morning, someone grabbed you here, I'll bet everyone here, if I asked you, as I will right now, would you like to become more generous? I'll bet every one of us would say, absolutely. Absolutely. I would like to become more generous. Okay. So what's the plan? Well, Pastor Brad, you know, it's just not that hard. You know? I'm just going to keep it simple. You know, generous people give. You know, They give time. They give resources. They give money. Duh. Okay. How's that working for you? Well, at the present time, I don't have any time or resources or money, uh, but someday in the future, I'm going to be generous. Right. Isn't it interesting? So often our assumption is that planning somehow defeats simplicity. But it's actually just the opposite. A simple plan actually makes life simpler. Want to become more generous? Here's the whole point of my message right here. When we plan ahead, we are able to give generously. Aren't I brilliant? (laughs) No, I mean, this is simple. It's very simple. Now, I'm going to tell you my story. I told my story a couple years ago. Uh, Some of you are new, and you didn't get a chance to hear it. Some of you need to hear it again, and so here it is. 22 years of age, Brad Kendall. Suddenly, I'm a college graduate. I'm heading out into the wide world of adulthood, and at that point in my life, I knew a fair amount about a fair amount of things. But when it came to money, I was, was really pretty much a novice. Uh, I had no spending plan. I had no savings plan. I had no giving plan. I didn't know I needed a plan. Read this verse with me, if you would. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty i had no plan i had only haste and i had what i call magical thinking now here's what magical thinking is and this is worth the price of admission today maybe you've done this i have ten dollars i'm at cub foods i see a pint of haagen-dazs it is on sale Rather than $15, it's not that much, uh, but it, it's, it's on sale for $5. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to give Cub Foods my $5, and I'm going to take that pint of Haagen-Dazs. And because I have magical thinking, somehow in my brain, I think I still have $10. But I don't have $10. I just gave Cub Foods $10. And I'm hoping that someday some other money will come my way. And that might be true. Let's say I didn't buy the Haagen-Dazs, and you gave me $5. I wouldn't then have $10, I'd have $15. Do you see how this works? All of us move through our life stewarding our resources with a certain amount of magical thinking. Here's another way it works. Uh, I, I don't have any cash on me. I got some gas. I'm hungry, I'd like a Snickers bar. Huh, I have a magic wand. I will pull it out of my wallet and I will swipe my magic wand and I will get a candy bar. And look, I didn't even have to give them any cash. I just used my magic wand. I go a few days through the month and that couch is so much better than the couch we have and it's on sale. I swipe my magic wand. Suddenly I have a couch. No cash was exchanged with these people. There's a toaster at Target. It's the best toaster that has ever existed. And it's on sale for 30%. off, honey. I swipe my magic wand. At the end of the month, I get a statement. And they don't want me. They truly do not want me to pay all the money. They just want me to pay the little amount of money, the minimum payment. It's magic. Now, if you are a firm believer in magical thinking, or were at one point in your life, you know how I got into deep, deep financial trouble. Every month, I dug a deeper hole of debt. Now, it took me a while, but I eventually got a plan to pay off my debt but guess what? I didn't have a plan for the rest of the money. Hear this. Every dollar that doesn't have a plan goes someplace unplanned. Some of you have heard me say that before. Hear it again, because it's good to remember. So, every month, I was throwing God's money away. Now, at this time, I was a Christian. I I was serving as a staff member on a church. And if you were to ask me, Pastor Brad, should Christians give to their local church, I would have said, absolutely. Now, what's interesting is some people, they say, well, the church has enough, so I don't need to give to my local church. I'm just going to give to the poor. Okay. Guess what? That's magical thinking. That, that's somehow believing that some band of wizards is somehow paying for everything that happens here. It is not a band of wizards. It is not the Lions Club. We get no money from the state. Who funds what happens here? It's not magic. It's us. (laughs) And isn't it interesting? Uh, My guess is, if I can be provocative for a second, my guess is you like it when things are done really well here. Yeah? But wouldn't it be interesting if what we did for each person was in accordance with the forethought they gave to their giving. Then would you be okay with it just being kind of on the fly, unplanned, simplistic? Hmm. Back to me, if you would have asked me, Brad, should Christians tithe to the church? I would have said, absolutely. And if you would have asked me, Brad, do you intend to tithe to the church this year? I would have said, of course. What's your plan to make that happen? I had no plan. Thus, in those years, my giving to the church was embarrassing. And I was in agony. Every Sunday, as the offering was passed, finally... I went to the church secretary, the financial secretary, and I said, uh, "I said, would you um, take 10% of my paycheck and just not give it to me and, and, and give it to the church? And they, ar- they arranged that, um, which was fine. Finally, I was tithing, okay? So I was working toward getting out of debt, and I was tithing. Here's the problem. I had other money still that had no plan. And every time you don't have a plan, that money flies away. And if you're sitting here today and you're thinking, huh, I kind of feel like that guy. (laughs) There is a cure, and it's really not that hard. It's pretty simple. We'll start here. Make a plan (laughs) and revisit it monthly. Now... Some of you might be saying to yourself, I pretty much know where my money's going. I made a plan a while ago. Trust me, if you don't revisit a plan monthly, there is probably 40 $50, $100 going places unplanned. I mean, think about it. Uh, what if I were to say to you, I could save you $50 every month by planning? Wouldn't you... Want to find a plan and revisit it? If you don't have a plan, the money is going to fly away. Read this with me. Know the state of your flocks and put your heart into caring for your herds, for riches don't last forever. This is simply saying no current reality. I mean, think about it. This is the way your GPS works. You want to go somewhere. Let's say you want to go to Duluth today. So, what's going to happen? You're going to enter that into your phone or your your car's navigation system, and it's going to want to know, do you want to move from current reality to your desired destination? If you don't know, if your GPS doesn't know where you want to start, you're not going to be able to discern a plan to get to where you want to end up. So, number one, plan for income. This is part of knowing current reality. You have to know what's coming in. Some months there's gonna be more, some months there's gonna be less. Uh, Think about it this way Some months Uncle Bob is gonna give you a financial gift. I love Uncle Bob. (laughs) Some months you're gonna get a tax refund. Some months, you're going to get X, Y, or Z. You get maybe, hopefully, some sort of steady paycheck. But other months, there are going to be extra money coming in, maybe. You have to plan where that money is going to go. If you don't plan where it's going to go, it's going to go somewhere unplanned. The next step takes more diligence. You have to plan for expenses. A lot of us know what's coming in, but we really don't track what's going out. What's going out for mortgage and rent and utilities and car payments and health care and groceries? How much has to go out? How much is actually discretionary? Eating out, fun money, vacation. If I were to ask you right now, what did you spend on eating out last month, would you know? I did this once with a young person, and I, I asked, I said, what do, you, what do you think you spent? Ah, I don't know, probably $150. When we did the numbers, it was over $400. Okay. Money flying out the door. I asked you last week to go over the last thirty days of your spending and declutter. Go through it with a fine-tooth comb so you see, you know, what did you sign up for one, two, three years ago that you've forgotten about, and they're taking five, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars, and you don't want them to do that anymore. Declutter that. Take that money and move it toward kingdom purposes. This week, here's my challenge for, for you. Actually, I have a bunch of them. <laughs> Try this one. Just go through the last 30 days of spending and look at how much money you spent on eating out. My guess is you might be a little surprised. We move from there, knowing income, knowing what's going out, and we begin to create what? A monthly budget, right? Question, How many of you would give to this church if we had no budget? So, we're going to have a financial secretary, uh, Josh, after this service at the congregational meeting, he's going to give you kind of what's going on with the numbers here at Faith Covenant Church. Uh, Now, what if he showed up uh, at the annual meeting, uh, at the congregational meeting, and he said, "Uh, we've tossed the budget. Um, We don't really know how much is coming in. We don't really know how we're going to spend it. We're just going for it. (laughs) Would you want to give to this church? Absolutely not. Why? Because you would say, this church does not have a good plan. But how many Christians don't have a monthly plan? That's not good stewardship. So, how do we move toward a budget with good stewardship? Here's a simple task Name every dollar. Name every dollar. You have money coming in, where is that income going? You have to name it. If you don't name it, it's going to slip it through your fingers. This part of the income, I'm going to call that mortgage. This part of the income, I'm going to call that utilities. This part of the income, I'm going to call that phone. This part is X, Y, or Z. You have to name every dollar. Kingdom people start with a tithe. 10% of your income is named it's named first, and it goes to the ministry of the church. Why does God want to start us uh, with a tithe? I think it's simply to align our hearts with Him. Matthew 6.21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So you got to align your heart. Malachi 3, famous verse, let's read it together. Bring some of the tithe, no, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. Guess what? I have tested this, and it is absolutely true. When I didn't test it, I found that there was not enough. God says, test me. Well, I I know some of us, we think this is just not possible, but God says, test me. What might this look like? Here's a picture of a spreadsheet that uh, we use in our home every month. These are not our numbers, uh, by the way, but right at the top of the spreadsheet, the very first line item is our tithe, okay? So this person, they make $4,000 a month. That's the income. They are paid two times a month, so two times they're pulling out $200 to be given to kingdom purposes. Now, question Are you not tithing because you've created a plan and the numbers don't add up? I know some of you are in that boat. It's pretty rare that I've found that people have actually done the numbers. They don't add up, and they realize, I can't tithe. Or are you not tithing because you don't want to say no to certain things in your life, and so you you say no to tithing? Or (laughs) are you like I was back in the day? I just assumed I didn't have enough. I didn't run the numbers, so I just didn't give. Guess what? Disciples of Jesus tithe. We can't make disciples of Jesus if we don't teach tithing in this church. If you want to tithe, you have to have a plan. Simple. What's right under the tithe in our monthly budget? Uh, Savings. Yeah. Uh, A good standard for savings is 10%. That's the goal. At least 10%. For some of you, I recognize that's going to be too much. Heed my counsel. Put something away every month. And here I want to talk to any young parent in the room. All right? You have children. Now is the time to every month put something away for your children's future. Uh, You might say, I don't have enough. Put $5. (laughs) I don't know what it is. You don't want to get to, the, to their age of 18 and you say, I didn't plan well. That's not a good feeling. You don't want to do that. So every month you need to put something away in savings. Um, what's next in naming every dollar? Uh, well, these are the needs, right? Uh, the must-have These are operating expenses, household, grocery supplies, mortgage, rent, upkeep, utilities, auto insurance. You have to have this stuff in order. You need to name those dollars. they got to get done every month. You have to be specific on these things. The next uh, part of the sheet is this. This is the wants. This is not the needs. This is discretionary, and this has to be named as well. Believe it or not, here you have a certain amount of flexibility. But if you aren't specific here, you're going to spend unplanned money and no amount of magical thinking is going to make it reappear for the needs section. If you're going to have a gym membership, if you're going to subscribe to cable, if you're going to subscribe to uh, this XYZ, you have to have a plan for how you're actually going to pay that. What if you put all your money toward discretionary items and there's not enough for uh, fixed expenses? That's not going to work. You're going to end up in the hole every month. And finally, we got to attack our debt. The Bible's pretty blunt about debt. Let's read this. Just as the rich rule the poor, so the borrower is servant to the lender. Abed, that word uh, servant. Anyone remember? I've, I've used this verse a number of times. Anyone remember what that Hebrew word means? It means Slave. That's the literal meaning, uh, or one living in bondage. Every time I rack up a little more debt, I take a slice of my freedom and I give it away to someone else. And so we have to simplify when it comes to our debt. Two steps. One, say no to any future bad debt. Why? Because if you're stuck in a hole, it makes no sense to continue to dig in a hole, <laughs> right? Right? Do you know the easiest way to say no to future debt? You take your wallet out, you pull out all the magic wands that are square and plastic, and all the magic wands that you are not able to pay off monthly, you put them in a shredder and you say goodbye to them because then you won't continue to dig the hole. Secondly, say yes to paying off any existing debt. It's not enough just to say no to future debt. We have to also aggressive, aggressively attack the, attack the debt we have. That means with a tax refund that you get this year doesn't go to the trip to, the, you know, to Hawaii. It goes to actually paying off debt. Rather than going to France, you go to Duluth. Why the Duluth hating? (laughs) What is the surefire way to making this simple plan actually work? You have to commit your plan to the Lord. It's the only way it's going to work. If it's just for you, it's probably not going to work. At least not this plan. Here at faith, we are disciples making disciples. The very nature of discipleship, of being an apprentice of another, is holding yourself accountable to the one who's leading you, right? Christians are called to welcome the accountability of the Lord, of God's Word, the Holy Spirit. Read this with with me. Commit to the Lord whatever you do. And he will establish your plans. That word commit there literally means to roll. I kind of like it. It's like, it's like rolling onto the Lord my plans. And if, if I put the weight of my plans, if I give them over to the Lord, he then establishes those plans. See, if I'm bringing my plans under the perfect will and wisdom of God's way of doing things, God's able to take that. If I said, if I said God, I don't want you to have any part of my plan, He's going to say, good luck on that, <laughs> right? But if I will commit my ways to His ways, thy will be done stewardship, then He's going to establish those plans for His purposes. Finally, I would be remiss if I didn't do this. I would be a bad pastor if I didn't mention our Transform campaign, uh, I had someone recently, because uh, I brought it up last week, they, they came up to me and, and they said, I completely forgot about my commitment. Okay? Well, here's a reminder. <laughs> here's a reminder. Uh, if you would, go to uh, the, the next slide here. So, just if you're new here, we renovated this floor of the building over the past 18 months. Uh, It was a three-year campaign, and uh, $2.55 million is needed, $1.92 million has been pledged, which is really good, $1.72 million has been raised. Now, give yourself a round of applause, because that is really good. There are 13 and a half months left in this campaign, and I'm just going to be bold If you're new to Faith Covenant Church and you're saying, this is my church home, uh, I ask you to join in the campaign. If you look in your uh, seat pocket in front of you, there's an envelope there It says transform. That is not the diet plan we offer at Faith Covenant Church. (laughs) That is actually the capital campaign. And if you would like to give to that, we would very much encourage you to do so. And if you've forgotten about it, here's my gentle reminder, and if you would like to give but you're wondering, shoot, how am I going to do that? Let me just show you how my money coach does it with Jill and me. He says, all right, you, 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 you want to move money from one place to another, start with your distress, discretionary income. These are these are wants, they're not needs. So let's say, for example, you have a $100 a month gym membership. Uh, you could cancel that gym membership and do what I do. I have Amazon Prime, and I go downstairs, and I do the workout videos on Amazon Prime. You could do that at 6 a.m. with me every, uh, in your basement, not mine, (laughs) and we would have solidarity in that. You know, we'd be sweating together. If you did that over 13 months, that'd be $1,300. If some of you uh, don't, you subscribe to cable, but you don't even use it anymore, (laughs) right? Uh, You stream everything, and so cut the cable. Let's say that's, we'll call it $100, that's another $13, that's $2,600, something like that. (laughs) Uh, What I'm saying is, if you want to participate, there are ways to do it, you just have to have a plan to do it. And if you're sitting here and you're like, oh, this pastor, typical pastor, he just wants more money for his church, fine, don't give it to the church, give it to some other organization, okay? I don't care where you give it, but God has given you resources and your call As a follower of Christ, if you call yourself a Christian, is to steward those resources according to kingdom purposes. That's all. Make a plan. Let's stop there, and I'm going to invite Nick up. We're going to do Q and A on this. We're just going to go five minutes on this Q and A. If you're new to Faith Covenant Church, we do this quite a bit, and uh, I always reserve the right to be wrong. Uh, let's let's start with this one. This is from the last service while others are coming in. If you're write, writing down a question, just hold it up and Anasha will come grab it. In time of unexpected financial hardship, does time volunteering substitute for financial giving? Uh, I will answer that simply. Um, I will say, maybe. <laughs> okay? And, and And here's why I say that. Most people who say, uh, well, I'm just going to give my time. Well, time out. First of all, everyone who's a disciple of Jesus is called to give their time to the local church body of Christ, okay? So, everyone's called to that. Uh, secondly, um, I know a lot of people who've done that who say, I'm, I'm just going to give my time. I don't have enough. Okay, have you, have you run the numbers to see that you don't have enough? A lot of people say, oh, I'm just going to give my time, but they really haven't, they, they were they had kind of thinking like I had. Uh, I'm not looking at current reality. I'm not looking at what's coming in, what's going out. I'm just assuming there's not enough, and so I'm going to say no to that, and I'm going to say yes to giving my time. If you run the numbers and you see it's absolutely not possible right now, okay, then, then yes, uh, that's in the maybe category, but if you haven't run the numbers, do the numbers first. And a lot of people will say, well, I can't tithe now. Well, then start somewhere. Every person in this room can give a dollar a month. Most people, this is the way I thought. Uh, I know there's not enough, so I'm just not going to give anything. Well, that, that doesn't work. That's not, that's not real. <laughs> uh, every person in this room can find something to give every month. Start there and make a plan to increase that either every month or every year. All right, next one. Do you tithe gross? Or net income. Yeah, everyone always asks that. Um, That's between you and God. Boom, done. Would it be silly to start planning as a teenager without a job? Uh, Would it be silly to start planning? No, uh, not at all. In fact, um, I heard a great story from someone last week. Uh, This person, uh, years, decades ago, started as a child before the age of 16, uh, tithing the very small amount they were given for a, a small job they had. And for decades, has been, they've been tithing. Ever since, you know, being, I don't know, let's say 12 years old, they've been tithing. They just continued it on all those years. It, it's never too young to start. Does the church have resources available for people who want help or guidance? Yeah, a couple of thoughts there. Uh, one, I'd encourage you to come next week. so next week, uh, we're going to have a conversation with a friend of mine. That'll be helpful. Um, also, uh, you know there are a lot of people in this church who do this stuff really well. And so if you would like help, shoot me an email, and I'll try to put you together with someone to go to walk with you and, and find financial health. Yeah. That's it. All right. Thanks, Nick. Thank you all. Let's pray. Holy Spirit of God, we get very anxious when it comes to this topic and we need help. And so we start with the simple word, help. And we pray, God, that you would give us Enough faith to trust you with your ways and trust you with the resources you've given us. Lord, we've all, I think we all want to become more generous. All of us want to uh, trust you with our resources. Lord, we pray that we would Um, take actionable steps this week to move toward financing that looks like you. Help us be good stewards, Lord. In your name we pray, amen.